0: We'd like to welcome you to
1: The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. You may be seated. It's good to see you. Glad you're here. We know how the story ends. Isn't that exciting? We don't have to worry, we don't have to uh, be fearful, we don't, have to, we don't have to guess, God's already written it, God's already told us, and in your book were all written for me the days when as yet there was not even one of them. God knows exactly what he's doing, God has his hand on you, he sees you, he knows where you're at, and sometimes you know the enemy says, well, you, God doesn't. God can't, there's no way, but he can. There is a way. God's in control. God's got his hands all over you. Sometimes, you know, isn't it amazing? And you get this as you get older. I think it's part of wisdom, I guess. You know, when we we are walking through life, we don't always see his handprints in front of us. But when we turn around and when we get a day or so out, or a week or so out, we see his fingers, we see his fingerprints all over. And you're able to say, there you were. You did this. You were controlling that. You allowed this to happen. You allowed that to happen. There is not a moment that God's not in control. He sees you. He knows what's happening. There's great, great comfort in knowing that we serve a God who, who will never leave you nor forsake you ever 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 if you've got your bibles turn with me over finishing up the book of ephesians we will be uh turning to a new one soon you'll find out next week ish probably by thursday in the email you'll find out exactly where we're at we'll completely finish up this coming wednesday night if you're not coming on wednesday night let me invite you to come you're missing a blessing had business meeting this past wednesday night what'd y'all talk about well you weren't here to find out all right you missed it you got a next quarter come to the next quarter one. Y'all come. Don't miss what God's doing here. Every time the doors are open, God is working. I promise you. I promise. I promise you. And the book of Ephesians, we've been reading it regularly and there's a portion of scripture. You get over into chapter 5 and you get down to, you get over to like verse 22. It says, wives be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. And for the husband is the head of the wife and Christ is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. And some of you are sitting there thinking, hold on now, preacher. This is 2023. It don't matter. This book is still relevant. And before the man sits there, and I know he's already jabbing, saying, see there? See there? Look at verse 25, guys. Don't, don't, don't jump just yet. Husbands love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church. What a high calling! What an absolutely high calling! Look on down in verse uh, chapter one of ver- chapter chapter six, verse one. Children, obey your parents and the Lord. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise scripture tells us that you and i it doesn't it doesn't leave us wondering what our responsibility as fathers are as because look at here, it, it, keep on going. Fathers, verse 4, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. It is very, very clear on how we're to be as husbands, how we're to be as wives, how we're to be as sons and daughters, how we're to raise our children. The Bible is clear on how to do that. Very clear. But you know, as you read Scripture, here's the deal. For many people, they read Scripture and they get to something that they're not doing. And it's like, man. And you can't go back. You know, you, you, you can't erase yesterday. You can't erase. I mean, there's a, there's a verse over in chapter 4. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil a foothold. You're like, yeah, but I've done that so many times. I've done fail the Lord. There's, I've done messed up. I've done broken this. I I've, I have a problem here, and there's there's nothing that I can do. Matthew, y'all be in prayer for Matthew and Riley. He's in Arkansas today. His grandfather passed away, and he's gone up to preach the funeral. He's, I think, lives in Alabama, but they're taking him to Arkansas for the funeral, and that's where the funeral is today. So y'all be in prayer for Matthew as he's up there, you know, he's only been here for a couple of months now. And and during the interview process, during my time of being with Matthew before you got to know him, and really even the the committee got to know him so well, I got to spend quite a bit of time with Matthew and talking with him. We had a bunch of lunches together. And one of the things that I told him over and over and over is that, brother, you're coming in with a blank slate. You're coming in with a You're coming in in a good spot. You've got got a staff that's going to support you, a church that's going to support you, a strong student ministry. You've got the financial resources. Everything you need to go and and thrive is available to you. And, And the line that I said to him over and over and over was, Matthew, you're able to come to Chapel Hill and you're basically able to write your own story. You're able to write your own story. And it's a blank slate. Kind of like, look over there. Look over there. Y'all see the whiteboard? I mean, for those of you that can't see it over there, it's white. It's clean on both sides. Y'all can't see it over there, can you? It's over there. It's like a line. Y'all see that line? There's a whiteboard right there. It's It's a blank slate. And I'm like, Matthew, you can go write your story. This past Thursday night, we had the football team here all in the room. And, and I used that. I told them that. I'm like, here's the, here's the deal, guys. It's the beginning of the year. What kind of team do you want to be? And I stood down here and had the whiteboard here. And I, I stood out in front of it. And I'm like, here's the deal. You can write your story. You freshmen, you sophomore, junior, senior, seniors, you got 10 guaranteed games. Do well in them and you'll be given an 11th and, and maybe a 12th. But what do you want to write on your story? What do you want your story to be? Because you have a blank slate. This morning, as I sit in and I look around and there's so many people in here, there's people that think, well, you know, Brother Shannon, I'm glad Matthew had that. I'm glad that team had that. But, you know, it's different for me. I've gone too far. I've been doing this for too long. And, you know, I've I, I messed up a bunch. You know, there's a lot of people that, that don't realize that the God we serve, when He forgives us, He literally forgives us. Take this this text we find over in Ephesians 5. Wives, be subject to your own husbands. You know, Brother Shannon, that's that's just a struggle for me. He's he's just not good. It's hard. I'm not going to submit. I'm not going to bow down. I'm not going to listen. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Well, Scripture's pretty clear, ladies. And men... Men, Bible's pretty clear. Husbands, love your wives. Oh, I love them. Just as Christ loved the church. Kids, sons, daughters, honor your father and your mother. Yeah, but I don't like them. Here's the deal. As you get older, you'll realize they knew what they were talking about. Seriously. Right now, there may be the dumbest things in the world, but I promise you, here's the deal. When you think they're the dumbest things in the world, you are straight up disobeying the the Lord, and you are not, it's not going to be any better. You can't walk in disobedience and think think God's going to bless you. You can't walk in bitterness and anger and rebellion and think God's going to bless you. How to raise kids. It's very clear how to train them up, and you say, "Yeah, but I, uh, I've not done too good of a job yet." The good thing about the God we serve is that literally we can start over. Often, we can we can go out and, and we can start writing a new story. We can. We can repent and, and we can confess our sin and we can say, Lord, I, I want to be a better husband, a better wife, a better son or a better daughter and I, I surrender my life, I surrender my will and, and we can start writing our story and, and you know what, we can fall off the rails. We can just go straight AWOL all of a sudden and it's not an excuse but God can forgive you. One of the most effective tools that the enemy has. He's got several. Fear is a big one. But guilt. Guilt is so heavy. Guilt is, is, is a tool that. The enemy uses to keep us down, to keep us, you know, we, and here's how it looks. Yeah, but you've promised this before. You said you were going to be a better wife, and you said you were going to be a more committed, loving, sacrificially loving husband. You said you were going to honor your father and mother. You said you were going to obey them. You've said that time and time and time and time again, and you have failed. There's no way God's going to hear you. Yes, he will. Go to Psalm 103 with me. Look at Psalm 103. I'm here this morning to tell you that you can write your own story. You don't have to continue on the path you're on. You don't have to continue acting like you're acting. You don't have to continue reading the book of Ephesians day in and day out and getting to certain passages and just literally skimming through them because you know that, hey, I'm not going to be able to get this one right, so I'm just going to mumble through it and move on. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Verse 1 of Psalm 103, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits who pardons, listen, all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His Acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. Look at this. He's not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. What if we got what we deserved? For as high, listen to this, for as high... As the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children. So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. And he is mindful that we are but dust. Church. You have a God. Who loves you. Who forgives you. Who will give you another chance. And guess what? Another chance. And another chance. And another chance. And I'm not saying that you can sit there and promise Him and go live ever how you want to. Turn with me to Romans 6. Look at what Scripture clearly says. Look at a verse. God is good. God is gracious. God is forgiving. He, he removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. That is a picture of infinity that is, that is far, far, far away. It doesn't hold it against us anymore. Look at Romans 6. You say, you say God's not going to hold it against us so I can go do whatever I want to. Right, preacher? No, you can't. Romans 6.1 says this, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into the death, so that as Christ who raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. We don't continue in sin. We allow the Spirit of God to convict us of our sin. So when we're reading through the the Word, and we're getting over into in Ephesians chapter 5, and it says, women, hey wives, Submit to your husbands. You're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to read this portion. That's the Word of God. That's the Spirit of God saying this is who you are though. And guys, when when you get to that portion that says sacrificially, love your wife the way Christ loved the church. You're like, I don't want to do that. Or, listen to this, I've not done that yet. You can. Yeah, but I've not been a good wife. I've not been a good husband. Honor your father and mother. I've never been good. I I have a short fuse. I'm just a mess up. Do We sin that grace may abound. God forbid. That's not who we are. I mean, we can't can't pull up that excuse of, yeah, but that's just how my grandparents were. That ain't who you are. I just got it from my mom and daddy. Yeah, but Jesus redeemed you from that old self. That's not you no more. That's how I can stand in front of you and say that you can write a new script. You can write a new story. You can start afresh with a with a God who doesn't hold any of this against us. He doesn't condemn you. You hear that? He doesn't condemn you. You say, yeah, but Brother Shannon, I've done it for too long. He doesn't condemn you. If he'd have wanted you dead, he'd have zapped you a long time ago. He would have. He can, he can, he can wipe you out just like that. I mean, there, there's, he's God. We're us. But here we
0: sit. He's not done. He's not done.
1: Romans 8, 1. Says this I mean you know this verse. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. He doesn't condemn you. He doesn't condemn you. You may have been a mess up. You may have messed up yesterday. You may have, you may have, at, at, at last Sunday's invitation, you may have made promises and commitments and said, I'll never. And since then, you already have. Guess what? The devil will come at you and say, you did it again. There's no way God can love you. You're a failure. You're a mistake. God. See, because He don't condemn you because the gospel, the good news of the gospel, says that instead of condemning you, He condemned His Son instead. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at what Scripture says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Very simply says, in verse 24, He made him who knew no sin. Jesus became sin became my sin he made him who knew no sin to be sin second corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf So that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. He doesn't condemn us because He's already condemned His Son there on the cross. And His wrath and His punishment was poured out on Jesus instead of being poured out on us. And so we have freedom to live in newness of life every single day. When we mess up, I don't have a book or I would. I can use a bulletin. When you go, when we go, and we write a story, and when we start a life, we say, Lord God, I'm going to be a better husband. I want to to walk in obedience to you, Lord. Holy Spirit of God, help me love my wife as you love the church. and Help me me pray for her like I should, and help me love her and, and be who you desire me to be to her. And you as a wife pray, God, help me. Be a wife that honors scripture, that honors your spirit, that honors your good name. And when you start writing that story, and you get two days in, imagine this is a book. And you get two days in and you mess up, and you fall flat on your face, and anger builds up and Selfishness builds up and resentment begins to build up, and the devil comes and he starts saying, See there. See there, you done messed up again. You lied again. You promised you wouldn't, but you're doing it again. And you start over God, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. God, I am sorry. Lord, I've done went there again. And you know what you do? With a blank slate. You start writing it again. Look at 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1 says this. Verse 9, church, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's a clean slate, it's brand new. He he don't look at the the junk that you, you started and you fell apart. He don't look at that. He looks at a brand new script that you are writing. A brand new walk that you're walking. A brand new life that you're living. You are brand new every single day. There's therefore now no condemnation because he's already condemned Christ on the cross. And the punishment we deserve Christ already took. The rebellion, he's been paid for. The disobedience, he's already paid for. The lying, he took.
0: That mess, he took it.
1: and We we repent and we say, Lord God, I'm sorry. God, I confess my sins. I, I messed up and we start writing a brand new story. And the Bible says that we don't write a brand new story just to write it so that we can go sin again. No, but when we do mess up, we can rip it out and start over. And Lord God, I am so sorry. God forgive me for my sins. And when flesh rises up and our sin rises up and our our humanity that rages war and we fall. We fall to the temptation and we fall to the to the attack that is steadily coming against you as a Christian man and against you as a Christian woman and against you as a Christian son or daughter, you who are the lights of the world, you who are the difference makers, you who are to be His representatives in this world, when you mess up, And you repent and you restart writing your story. And the devil says, you messed up again. You start over. And you say, Lord God, and guess what? He doesn't condemn you. The guilt that people inside of churches like this hold on to. The mess ups, the past that they hold on to. That God's not even looking at. There's people in churches who don't because of something they did in the past. And God's not even concerned with the past.
0: When He looks at our sin in
1: Christ, He sees sees Jesus. We've had it explained so many different ways. I've had it preached. I've preached it. We are all guilty. And the devil is condemning, condemning, condemning. But praise God, we have an advocate who stands up for us and says, Yes, Lord, but I died for him. Yes, Lord, but I died for her. Yes, Lord, I paid that penalty. I paid for that sin. I paid for that lie. I paid for that outburst. I paid for that mess up. I paid for that foolishness. I paid for that. In light of that, you and I have a blank slate. In light of that, you and I stand not condemned. In light of that, you and I stand with the freedom to write a brand new story starting right now.
0: You're not condemned in Christ.
1: You're free in Christ. To go be exactly who He saved you to be. There's great freedom in that. When the liar comes, and the great deceiver comes, and we mess up, we repent
0: and we start all over guys
1: you're still here he is not done there's no telling what god wants to do through you but you must repent you must repent you must get back in you must there's some folks there's some folks says i give up i quit don't quit He ain't quit on you, you don't quit on him. Don't quit.
0: So what do you want your story to say? Go write it. How do you want your story to end? Go write it. Go write it. When you mess up, repent, and keep writing. Father God in heaven. I don't know who that was for.
1: But God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that each one of us would allow your spirit to move in us and through us. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you, Jesus for dying for me and all of us. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood and the empty tomb and the newness of life that we have in you. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.